You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bruins fall to the Flyers 3-1. to one. It's their third preseason loss in four games. They're second to the Flyers, but we're not keeping score at home record-wise in preseason. We're trying to find out which players are making a name for themselves. And so far, there's a couple that jump off the page. Bridget and Scott, was um, was there anybody who jumped off the page uh, against the Flyers tonight? Can I go first, actually? Can I go first? Go for it, um, Bridget. Because I I know preseason hockey, people don't tune into it. People, people, Some people, they don't care. It's not the regular season. But I love preseason hockey, and one of the main reasons is because we get to see – some prospects and we get our hopes up about them. And like, I have my hopes all the way up for Matt uh, Patra and his chances of making the team. Like I'm a hundred percent in at this point after he's had three games to prove himself. Um, He looks NHL ready and he was the best player on the ice in game four at Philadelphia. Uh, I'm excited with his playmaking, um, his ability to get pucks uh, back when he loses them. He's an NHL-ready guy, and not only that, we just know that he his ceiling has kind of been reached in the in juniors. Um, I don't really see him getting much out of that. So you want him to be able to, one, benefit from the good play he's had and what he's proven in preseason, and two, be able to grow. And personally, Scott, you'll agree with this, that's a great storyline. We've been talking about Bruins homegrown centers and drafting their next center. And if they get him into the regular season, he starts off in Boston and he proves himself. You're looking at, okay, more praise for Don Sweeney. Like, look at this kid. We've dra- we drafted him. He came up before he was even expected, kind of like a dark horse, 19-year-old kid that en- ends up making the roster. Obviously, his spot would have to be a- – on the bottom six, most likely as a center, because he's not played, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, any wing during the preseason. Um, But he's looked so good. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for what he can be. And I think he's NHL ready right now. Yeah. In fact, Jim Montgomery has already ruled out him playing wing. Um, He said right now they consider him exclusively a center. He played a little bit of wing in rookie development camp. And basically it sounds like they didn't really think it went very well just because he's never played it. He's always been a center. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the Potter hype train is very real and very deserved. Like he has been really good in the preseason. He's been really good in training camp. He's been, I would say he's been the best player on the Bruins in two, in two of the three games he's played. Yeah. And in the third, he was one of the best. So three really strong performances. Um, You know, I I told you guys, and like I mentioned this on Twitter during uh, Monday night's game as well. I did think early in camp in practice, not so much in games, 
But in practice, I, I would notice times where it looked like things sped up on him a little and he either held on to a puck a little too long or just took, you know, took a little too long to make a decision and kind of ran it, ran himself into trouble. It seems like, like he's already worked that out in a week and a half. Like just the improvement from start of camp to now has been noticeable. He just keeps getting better. Mm -hmm. And what has Jim Montgomery been saying? He's been saying the guys who end up making the team are the ones who get better throughout camp. And basically they're like at their best at the end. It's not, you know, the guy who starts hot and then fades over the course of two weeks, isn't going to make it. So Patras started hot and keeps improving. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do think like there's areas for him to work on for sure. And one very notable one is shooting the puck. He does have to be willing to shoot more because we're now he's played three games and he has one shot on goal. It happened to go in. He has yep. three, to three total shot attempts, but you know, this was also something that was sort of on, on his to-do list coming out of last season in juniors, right? He was, he was second in the OHL in assists, but he only had 16 goals, which by OHL standards is not, not really a super impressive number. Um, so like, yeah, he's, he's going to have to work on that. He's going to have to shoot more. He can't just be a pass guy, but boy, like everything else, just his awareness, just his patience, the way he sees the ice. I mean, several more like really good setups tonight to create scoring chances good plays in the D zone, getting away from some pressure. Um, I mean, at the very least, he's making a very strong case to at least get, you know, those nine regular season games that the Bruins can play him without having to burn a year off his entry-level contract. And then you can make a decision at the end of that. But yeah, I think it's it's getting to a point where it's like, you almost have to carry him into the regular season and see how he does in regular season action. Yeah, I mean, his hockey IQ is is very evident. His his skill set is there. And I mean, simply put, he's a playmaker. Like the puck's in a stick, he makes things happen. And you can't say that about you can't say that about a lot of players, honestly. And and you know, even any everyday NHL players, not all of them can can do that. And I, I think he's absolutely earned a nine game trial to start the season. And if you look at a lot of people think he should go back to juniors and get bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, it, you don't need to be a finished product to, to break into the NHL. In fact, name me one perfect hockey player. I mean, sure. Maybe you can say Connor McDavid, obviously, but like my point is um, every player has their, you know, their, their deficiencies. I mean, David Pasternak is one of the best players in the world at what he does, but he also, you know, turns the puck over quite a bit and can be a liability in turnovers. He's not bad on, his, on the, on, on the wall in his own zone, but he turns the puck over, but you live with it. Right. So yeah, Pot, like Potro doesn't have to be a finished product to get a, to get a crack. And, and also what I would say is for those that, that say, uh, don't rush him, send him to juniors, let him give him some time. He hasn't, you know, don't fall in love with a couple game trial. I would say to those to those pundits and, the, and the, those opinions out there, why not? Like, which which player in the bottom six, Morgan Geeky, Trent Frederick, like, what have they done in like consistently in their NHL careers to to earn them a, a bona fide like third line center like spot to start the season? Like, 
I mean, Patrick Brown is battling with Johnny Beach here for fourth line center. I don't think Patra's meant to be a fourth line center, even breaking in. I think he's probably eyeing that third line center role. And it's like, like what what player in the Bruins bottom six is is so like dominant at that position or so head and shoulders above Patra, even at 19 years old, that like, oh, it's it's unfathomable for him to get a, to get that that look. I mean, this is not the Boston Bruins of certainly last year, but the last 15 years where they've always had one, two, three up the middle with Bergeron, Krejci, and then insert name there, Chris Kelly, Charlie Coyle. They've always been good at the, at third center. Trent Frederick doesn't have that uh, resume, and Morgan Geeky doesn't have it consistently enough. So um, I welcome the competition, and it's been, to your point, Bridget, Don Sweeney, like, yeah, kudos to him. And you see a lot of just – Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci were not the fastest players in the world, but they thought the game extremely well. And um, hockey IQ can make up for lack of speed at, at times. And it's not that Patra is not a good skater, but he doesn't need to be with his mind and, and skill set. So he's been a very, very fun player to watch. And I think that the Bruins franchise is in a position right now where they can still be competitive, but also integrate this kid um, not only for the future, but for the present too. And I think, yeah, it's a fun story to follow for sure. Yeah. And, and you think about, they got him in the second round. It's not, he's not a first round pick. They were able to find a center lower in the draft. Um, then you would probably be looking for your, your next, um, you know, center that you want to maybe eventually have as your number one center in the distant future. Um, you lose David Krejci and you, I was thinking this is kind of unfortunate because we've talked about Potter having that vision that maybe you see, you've seen Krejci have in the past. The fact that he wasn't really able to, I don't know if he crossed over at all in terms of times with those two being on the ice. I don't, I don't think so. So um, and I don't mean like in games or anything like that. Like, I don't know if they've even met each other, um, but I feel like Krejci could have been someone that he could have really learned from. So it's a little bit unfortunate that the crossover wasn't there. I think last year for very start of training camp, Patra was there and then they sent him back to juniors. So I don't know for maybe like for a week or so. And I don't know if he was at captain's practice before that, but very, very short period of time there. Um, yeah. You just, you just, in my mind, it popped right in. Like that would have been someone that, you would have liked if in this transition period you could have had him learn from either Bergeron or Krejci just a little bit. But that aside, um, I, a few other things I noticed about his game that I really liked. Um, he finds passing lanes kind of the way Krejci did. And he's really good at finding the trailer. So he was playing on the power play and, and even just in five on five. He brings the puck into the zone and he, you know, gets guys to collapse in on him and he drops it back. And it's, you know, it helps with entries into the offensive zone and um, the team maintaining possession as they transition. So, I mean, that's big for a center to help uh, in transition like that. And he just looks smart um, in general. Yeah. And he won eight of his 11 faceoffs tonight. Um, he was. 57% on faceoffs last year in the OHL. Um, you know, talking about like the the pick, Sweeney, you know, pay, picking him, deserving credit. If you go back to that 2022 draft, there were some people who like 
didn't think it was a great pick even in the second round and actually thought his Guelph teammate, Danny Jilkin, another center, should have been the pick. Jilkin was still on the board, had had a little bit better of an offensive season the year before. And I, I, I didn't know, you know, crap about either of them. So, like, I'm not going to pretend to have a take. But I remember people saying, like, I think Jilkin would have been the better pick. I think he has more upside. Well, already, you know, a, just over a year later, clearly looks like Potter was the right pick, and and he's the player kind of on the on the better traje- trajectory now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's he's doing he's definitely doing enough to get a look. And and to you guys' point about Brian, like what you were saying about the lineup, it's yeah, this isn't the past where it's. Bergeron, Krejci, Coyle, and it's like, oh, well, there's nowhere for a center to break in other than the fourth line or the wing, right? Like, that's – and obviously it didn't pan out, but, like, that was kind of one of the things with Jack Stanika. It was always like, where is he going to break in if he even does enough to break in? Um, You know, now, like, there's, there's a clear opening. Like, Morgan Geeky is not locked into the third-line center role. He's been a fourth liner his whole career. You yeah, there there were there are signs there of someone who can produce more if he moves up in the lineup and potentially handle that role, but he hasn't done it. And you know, I kind of think Geeky's had a, a bit of a quiet camp. I think he's gotten a little better here as you know, as things have gone on. And he did score the Bruins lone goal on Monday night on the power play. Um you know, on a play that that Patra helped set up, and then Charlie Coyle made a really nice behind the back pass to set up Geeky. Um, but yeah, if Patra's better, like you can easily either bump Geeky over to the wing or bump him down to the fourth line, because you know I'm I think I'm as it turns out probably a little higher on Patrick Brown than just about everyone else who's you know ready to send him packing, but it's not like Patrick Brown's running away with the fourth line center job and locking that down either. So you could drop geeky down to that. Brown could be an extra forward or whatever. Like you can figure it out from there. Um, but yeah, if Potter's your best option for third line center, throw him in there to start the year. You get that, that nine game sample with almost like, I don't want to say without any consequences. Cause that does mean you have to cut an extra forward. So you know, whoever them, whether that's a Greer or a Brown, you know, you probably look at those two to start. Like, yeah, you're going to risk losing one of those guys, but I think that's a relatively small price to pay to see if Potter's ready to be a third line center this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you should have a fear of, and I'm not even directing this at you, Scott, but if the Bruins are fearing losing Patrick Brown, who's been an AHL. NHL journeyman um, when you have, you know, a younger player like Johnny Beecher, who seems to be poised to at least take a crack at, at, at NHL fourth line center duties. It's like at some point you just have to, you have to trust your drafting and developing and, and see if, see if these kids can sink or swim. And if, if, if you have to cut Patrick Brown to give Patra a look and I mean, did, did anybody outside of the Bruins organization know who Patrick Brown was until, he put on their sweater a month ago. I'm not even trying to be insensitive to the player, but like, come on, 
So it's oh, like I, I did because I covered a bunch of his games at BC, but all right, all right. I'm making a point, Scott. Get out of here. Um <laughs> but look, but look, I I think I think uh you know you mentioned Stanika in the past and and yeah, like like this is just one of those situations where it, one's one's career really is all about timing, opportunity, and execution of that opportunity because like yeah, like Jack Stanika came like there were there was one preseason like two or three years ago. Where you know on this podcast we talked about how Stanika had a good camp and we thought he deserved an opening night roster spot and he didn't get it because you know uh, you had you yeah you you had uh, I think at the time it was um, Bergeron Halla Coil um, but no look sick. no sick yep yep yeah. Um, but yeah well Patra, last season I I saw this come up and this is probably like uh, the coldest of cold tape. I wrote a I wrote a opinion piece last preseason that I it was titled like it's time for Jackson Nika to be your fourth line center or something like that. It did not age well, but also because he really didn't have a spot, right? Like it, it wasn't the right time or fit for him, like you just mentioned, Brian. So it is about mm-hmm. timing in that way. Exactly. And and you know, it's sometimes people will sit there and say, well, you know, it's only been a game or two or three, like don't, you know, you maybe, 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 you know, tamper expectations a little bit, but, but again, it's like, well, at least he's doing something to make us discuss him. Right. I mean, Fabian Lysel has not had a, a, a great camp. Um, you know, other players just haven't, uh, uh, George, George, Georgia Merkulov, like, not much to speak of Oscar Steen, not much to speak of like these guys that are trying to battle for roster spots, you know, Jake Loco, like nothing crazy, but, but Matt Potra stands above, not even, not even all those guys, but pretty much every player in camp uh, aside from, you know, some of the bonafide NHLers that don't need to really impress at all. So it's, it's, it's like, let's not just discredit what he's doing because it's been a small sample size. Let's acknowledge that he's taking advantage in this small sample size that other players aren't. And, there is an opportunity there on third line center. And, and yeah, like Frederick, Frederick hasn't been a great guy at the dot in his NHL career when he's been there, like maybe average at best. Maybe Scott, you have the, those numbers off the top of your head. Cause, cause you're, you're like, you're like that, but it's, it's, it's below man. 50%. I don't know exactly, but it's below 50% yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and there's versatility there. Like you want to throw geeky on fourth line center, maybe beat you down to Providence. or you want to put one of those guys on the wing there's flexibility there and um, yeah, Patra's had a, he's had a great camp and I, I, I think you can kind of tell he, he's just, he's just a, he's a, he's a hockey player. He just, he just gets it. Like you watch him on the power play tonight in Philly and it's like, yeah, geeky scores the goal on a nice pass from Coyle, by the way, but it's like Patra, he, he looks good on that, on that half wall. And, you know, I think Coyle got the puck in the corner and Patra, doesn't stay in the middle of the boards. Like he, he sneaks down towards the corner. He, he makes himself available for that, that short pass. And then, you know, the, uh, the play progresses from there, but he's good at getting open. He's good with spacing and he just, he just understands the game really well. And so um, that's not something you see in all, from all these players in camp so far. Yeah. Just to make it short and sweet, he's NHL ready. I mean, that's like what it boils down to with all of those things that we've talked about. He's NHL ready. And I, and he's, I don't think, going to get much out of going back down. So um, put him on. I mean, I'm 
I'd be interested to see him next to Trent Frederick at some point in the preseason. Um, I don't believe they've played together. Maybe they've practiced on a line together, Scott. But um, I'd be interested to see him next to Frederick because Frederick is someone that if if Patre was to make the third line center role, more than likely he'd have Frederick on his wing. And Frederick has speed. Um, he's someone that can get open going to the net. Um, it'd be interesting to see chemistry if if it's if it's there right away or at least start building it if you want him to be on the team to to just get a look at the chemistry that those two could have yeah i don't believe they have even in practice i'd have to look back through my notes maybe like a day at some point um but yeah you know and on frederick like the montgomery's already told us he prefers to keep frederick on the wing that's He's been abundantly clear about that. So I don't even think, you know, I think Frederick could slide over to center in a pinch, but it doesn't really seem like he's under any consideration to actually be the third line center. It's it's basically Morgan Geeky or someone bumps him out, and that's someone right now is Patra. So, um, yeah, the I, I guess just the last thing I would note is, because I kind of touched on it, if Patra gets those NHL games to, for people to, you know, for them to take a, a longer look, especially if like, if Geeky gets bumped down to fourth line center, just don't be surprised if Johnny Beecher starts the year in Providence, because I, I like was saying this to Brian Avdia, like they're going to want to maintain center depth in case those nine games don't go well. And it turns out Potch is not really ready. Like I know, Brian, you said, like, don't be worried about losing Patrick Brown. And to, to an extent, I agree. But if you open the season with Patrick Brown as your 13th forward, then at least you you kept an extra center. And I know Patrick Brown struggled on faceoffs Monday night. And I, I thought he had an all-around tough game, honestly. I, you know, he didn't do himself a ton of favors. But in general, I think he's a pretty solid player. He's, I think, 56% on faceoffs in his career. So he is usually very good on faceoffs. Um, then you can make the decision, like after those nine games, if you know how you're going to line it up, and maybe you could call Beecher up then if you really think he's your best option as as fourth line center. But until you know exactly what you're doing with Patra, I think you're going to see them want to maintain as much center depth as possible. So you know, just prepping people don't. Don't freak out because, oh, my God, Patrick Brown made the team and Johnny Beach is in Providence. Like, doesn't mean it's going to be that way the whole year. Yeah, and and the reason being is that Beecher doesn't have to clear waivers, so right. he can go down and you're not put, putting him out there for some other team to grab him when if you were to waive um, one of the older guys um, or more veteran guys like Brown, you'd have to put him out there for some other team um, to potentially pick him up before he landed in Providence. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and you said you just said this, um, you know, he wasn't someone that made a case for himself 